Sometimes in the middle of the night, the phone rings, and maybe it's Avon calling, or maybe it's uh, your spouse, or, or maybe it's a problem and a difficult thing, or uh, as a pastor, you know, it's always scary to have the phone ring in the middle of the night. Or maybe it's God calling. Yes, Lord, I'm, I'm listening. Yeah, I'm trying to do better. Uh, what is it you want from me? Oh, you want me to, to be a disciple? You want me to, to be a, a loyal friend? You want me to be a devoted Christian person? Okay, Lord. Okay, I'll, I'll try. I'll try. Well, that's the subject of uh, the sermon this morning, the call, God's call, the call of God. The, the word in Latin, of course, is vocation, same word. So have you received that call? Are you continue to receive the call of God? The call has a long tradition in the Christian church, uh, in, the, in the scripture, Back in, at least as far back as, as uh, the, the prophets, you know, Jeremiah, Hosea, Amos, they, they all believed that they had been called by God to a special, a special role, a special job that they had to do to, to speak for God to the people. Uh, and they, they always believed that, that somehow, somehow they had to preach and they had to teach, often saying some very unpopular things uh, in their time. In fact, some of the prophets uh, were killed. Uh, this famous passage we read from Isaiah uh, is uh, an amazing one because it, he says that uh, in the year that King Uzziah died, and King Uzziah was, was his hero, he had, he had hoped and dreamed that, that great reformations would happen in Israel because of the king. And now the king was dead. And he sits in the temple depressed and, and overwhelmed by the, the loss. And suddenly everything comes alive. The, the, the angels on the altar uh, begins, begin to, 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 to uh, fly and to sing great, great anthems. And he hears the voice of God calling to him, saying, Who will I send? And uh, reluctantly, I assume, as all the prophets were always reluctant, Isaiah finally says, Okay, Lord, here I am, send me. Now, now that, that indeed, uh, was a dramatic call. And we have the scripture, the scripture from the New Testament that that I read. One of, one of several in, in the scriptures, also in Matthew and Luke, uh, which Jesus calls his disciples. He, he picks these rather simple, simple men who, uh, you know, fishermen, uh, not, uh, no, not scholars, not, uh, not even rabbis, but but to these simple people to, to follow him, to be his disciples, his, his special, special followers. And they do. They give up their nets, they give up their families, I assume, and go off with him for, for three years and, and beyond. Well, it wasn't long uh, in, in the early church that, 
that uh, these disciples became apostles. And uh, they, they had uh, a, special, a special kind of, of relationship. Uh, and because they walked with Jesus, they were considered uh, the authorities, the ones who, who knew the truth. And in fact, if they weren't an apostle, if they hadn't walked with Jesus, uh, the people did not accept much of what they said. So, so we have dozens of, of manuscripts of, of, of writings of, of uh, the later period uh, of, which, of which the writers are claiming to, to be one of those disciples, one of those apostles, uh, even many times after, after that apostle has long been dead. Uh, so that's kind of authority they had in the early church. Um, and then the, the successors of those apostles were the priests of the church. And they, were, they, they inherited the, the mantle of, of the uh, disciples and, uh, uh, and inherited, in a sense, their, their awe and their aura and their authority. So the priests became, became indeed a, a special people. They, they, they were called, they, they believed that they were called by God out of the ordinary life into an extraordinary life. And so, in, in fact, many of them, uh, you know, ended up uh, living in monasteries or certainly dressing in a different way so that it would be obvious who they were. And uh, with that, they, they took on a, a special uh, sense of, of power. And there was a doctrine that gave them the power, that the power of the confession that allowed them to... to uh, forgive uh, in the name of God to forgive the sins of, of the people and, and at the same time to refuse to forgive those sins in the name of God and to decide what, what the penalty shall be for those sins uh, that, that over the people, all, all kinds of, of power. It was one of the, one of the one of the jokes is always said to us that there are three three kinds of human beings: men, women, and and ministers, and clergy. Consequently, they got special treatment, even even veneration. So you can kiss my ring if you want. Uh, the um, when I was in uh, seminary in New Jersey in Catholics areas, uh, I discovered that uh, even the Protestant clergy would uh, sp speak, get special recognition and sometimes discounts in the stores. If we got stopped by, by uh, a patrolman uh, and he discovered uh, what, you know, or I was a man of the cloth as they say, uh, he probably wouldn't give me a ticket. I thought of getting clerical collar just to, you know, facilitate that process, but I didn't. But the central message of the Protestant Reformation, of which we are a part, was that that these clergy, these priests, were not special people. They did not have a, a special existence separate and different from the laity, only in their role, but not in any particular power. They were ordinary people, that ordination did not make them somehow 
automatically uh, different above and beyond the laity. So the Reformation proclaimed that that clergy that we clergy were no longer in charge of anyone's salvation, could not forgive our sins of in the name of God. Ordinary, flawed human beings. I, I like that. Uh, <laughs> hooray for the Reformation. I like that because it doesn't mean I have to be better than you are. Or I don't, I, you know, I don't have to be smarter than you are. And I don't even have to be better looking than you are. Uh, if I'm all of those, <laughs> you know, I'm none of those things. And if you think so, talk to my wife. Uh, it's it's a joy. But still, we children of Luther and Wesley and Campbell and Stone talk about the call. Whenever anyone comes to the committee, whatever committee that is, for ordination, the first question they are asked is, tell us about your call. Do you believe that God is calling you into this role in the church? What does that mean? And, and because uh, none of these ever told us that they were in the temple and the angels were, were coming to life and singing and, and you know, touching their, their lips with hot coals, ouch, uh, then we had to somehow otherwise discern the authenticity of their calls. That wasn't always easy, but we had a clue, and someone suggested this, and, and this kind of the basis of which committees I've worked on have dealt with the issue about one's call. One's call is at that place where his or her faith and commitment intersects with their God-given skills, talents, abilities. Think about that. That's kind of a clue, I think, to deciding whether whether our call is, is authentic. Uh, one's call at that, is that that place where his or her faith and commitment intersects with God-given skills, talent, and abilities. That, that's a, a, a pretty good test, I think. So, do I believe that God called me in the ministry? When I was in high school, I decided I believed that God was calling me uh, in the pastorate. Uh, that was a difficult problem sometimes because when that word got out, uh, you know, some folks thought that meant I thought I was better than they were, which was probably true. I was pretty, pretty uh, difficult at the time and pretty judgmental. Uh, as I have, over the years, continued to prepare and and to serve churches for 40 years or so, that um, I still continued to believe God was calling me. Well, that depended when things were going very well, and I would shout, of course, yes, of course. And there were those other times, and there were a few times when I, I said, well, if somebody came along and offered me another job, I would jump at it. But fortunately, that didn't happen. <laughs> And uh, my call carried me through for, for a lot of years. Uh, 
Now, none of that makes me any better than any of you. You know? Uh, better connected to God? Not at all. Um, there's some, some advantage, I suppose, to seminary, and uh, uh, perhaps I, I know a little more theology than you do. I uh, supposedly know more Bible. I've had Greek and, and Hebrew, whatever that's worth. And, uh, but the truth is, there's maybe some of you here that know the Bible a whole lot better than I do. Because that's, that's important. That's, that's a part of, part of our faith, that you have the access to the Bible and your own theology. Uh, it has nothing, a very little relationship to mine, unless, unless you want to latch on to what I say. So how do you know? My message today is that all of us are called by God. That all of us have God tapping on our shoulder, saying, what, you know, who am I going to send? Who will be my apostle? The apostle is a missionary, one who goes out and proclaims uh, the love of God in Christ Jesus. Well, here's the test, right? The test for all of us Remember this clue. Your calling is at that place where your faith and commitment intersects with your God-given skills, talents, abilities. And then we might throw in in the place where you find yourself and the need that's around you. That's what God is whispering in your ear. Think about that. You know? You and I sit in a unique place where nobody else has ever sat before. We have different talents, resources, position of, of view, uh, opportunity before us, different than anybody else. Now, that could be very scary, right? But it could also be very empowering. How are we going to take the situation in which we find ourselves in the sight of God and live it out? You know, it's no accident that uh, the denomination, nominational heritage of this congregation is called Disciples of Christ. Those disciples aren't just the preachers, you know? Disciples is all of us, inside and outside that denomination. You know, and, and every every Sunday, you know, we say out loud, every Sunday, we are all ministers because we all have a ministry. So, if God calls, are we ready to answer? Amen.